and welcome to the BPD Bunch. We have a panel of people who are in functional recovery from borderline personality disorder, and each week a few of us get together to discuss the ups and downs of our BPD journeys to give you hope and direction for your own. I'm your host, Zanny, and today I am here with Alex, Katya, and Jess. Where in the world is everyone coming from today? I'm in New York City. I'm West Midlands, United Kingdom. I'm from Toronto in Canada. And as per usual, I am in Albuquerque, New Mexico in the U.S. Woohoo! Today we are going to talk about one of the most requested and hottest topics in the BPD community, the favorite person. And I'm really excited to have Alex here with us today because she is a PhD candidate researching BPD and one of her areas of interest is the favorite person phenomenon. So Alex, can you provide us with a definition of the favorite person in the context of borderline personality disorder? So based on the research I've done so far, I've really found that the favorite person is someone who someone with BPD is insecurely attached to in a way that it really evokes fears of abandonment very strongly. Um, Mood is very reactive in the context of the favorite person, maybe depending on the status of the relationship or how someone feels that other person feels about them within this relationship, it really seems that all of the symptoms of BPD are are pretty present and maybe even exacerbated. And more research will will let us know a little bit more about this. I could never identify when an FP relationship was emerging because I didn't have the language for that for most of my life. It wasn't until I encountered that term favorite person on social media where I started realizing, oh my gosh, that's what this is. I've heard a lot of people with BPD talk about how they've gone to their therapist and their therapists have no idea what they're talking about or their psychiatrists. And I've talked to therapists who have either never heard of the term favorite person. And these are often people who work with BPD a lot. Um, or maybe they've heard it once or twice. They didn't know what it meant. Someone once said to me that they thought their patient made it up. Um, but then the patient needs to explain it to them and think about it. How nice would it be to go to your therapist, your psychiatrist and be able to say, this is my favorite person. And for them to just understand, ah, now, now I understand why you're having so much difficulty with this relationship. I've brought up the concept of a favorite person to so many different therapists and none of them have understood. And it's only my current therapist who even showed any kind of like curiosity towards it and asked, asked me questions about it and asked like where they might find more information that they're going to go and do their own research about it and they want to learn about it. And that's been really difficult because I don't always want to talk about it with other people because I just don't think anybody else is going to understand because it's such a unique relationship. And so like when a, when a therapist doesn't understand that already, that makes it more difficult for me to even talk about that relationship in therapy. Right. So I really appreciate um, I really appreciate talking about the favorite person in this community and in the mental health like clinical community as well. My experience is really different because I've never had therapy, so I've never had to endure that really awkward conversation of saying, I've got this relationship and I'm really close to this person and the way that I feel quite often depends on their mood and the way that they're interacting with me. So those kind of conversations haven't ever really happened for me. And I remember when I was diagnosed with BPD, One of the things that had led to me pushing for that diagnosis was looking at the way that I interacted with other people in the relationships that I had. And it was a really difficult thing for me to 
define and it still is to explain to other people because I think if you try and explain favorite person they think it's either a really close friend or you are obsessed and stalking this person like there's no, there's nothing in between really in terms of understanding what it is yeah almost all of my suicide attempts and all of my self-harm has been okay almost all of my self-harm has been in the context of relationship breakdown perceived abandonment in that favored person relationship so much of like my identity and how I perceived myself and how I felt about myself came from how that person how I thought that person perceived me or felt about me if I thought that they felt about me or perceived me in a way that I that didn't feel true to who I was like I just remember telling my ex all of the time like you don't even see me like you think I'm not human it's like I'm not here for you it's like you're not aware of like my very existence and my very being I would constantly say things like that and that I don't know it was just a rupture in my identity and I couldn't reconcile who I knew I was and what I thought they were telling me I was because I must be what they think I am if that makes any sense <laughs> It does. I think it's really complicated to explain. And I'm thinking about the patterns that we generally see in attachment with BPD, um, which is something we usually find as a fearful or disorganized attachment style, where with this type of fearful attachment style, there's like a push and a pull. There's a longing for and a need for intimacy and to be seen by someone else. And at the same time, there's a fear of that and a fear because of the fear of abandonment. And in all of that, I think a lot of times why we fear abandonment is because of that identity piece that you're talking about. You know, I'm afraid of losing myself. So there's a fear of losing yourself in the relationship. Uh, you still want the relationship so bad and you still might want to go in and jump in head first, but it can be terrifying. Now the loss of the relationship all of a sudden can feel so catastrophic. Does anyone have any relatable stories or personal experiences about having a favorite person that you want to share? Like, if you think back, what is sort of like your archetypal FP story or FP moment? So mine tend to follow a very specific pattern. In fact, I'm really struggling to recall any instances that don't follow this pattern. But for me, my favorite person has always been male. And I think a lot of that is to do with experiences when I was younger with other females and just struggling to build emotional bonds with women in general and that goes way back to when I was a teenager so because I also have schizotypal personality disorder that causes a lot of problems interpersonally so I would have a favorite person I would feel all of these emotions and the ties to this person but because I really struggle to demonstrate the way that I feel what would actually happen would be that I was in a favourite person relationship but the favourite person didn't really know that they were my favourite person because my demeanour is quite standoffish I guess might be the word so although I was investing a lot emotionally in the relationship the other person didn't realise that and what would happen would be that the relationship would eventually be destroyed because I come off as if I don't care and then that's when all of those problems with rejection set in but I also found that in terms of the pattern that it followed I would have a favorite person for a set amount of time and there wasn't necessarily any romantic intent there but as soon as they 
diverted their attention to a girl that they were romantically interested in. It just killed it dead for me. And I would then just completely withdraw. But rather than going straight into hatred for that person, I just didn't care anymore. Those feelings went completely. And again, it was back to being really standoffish with that person. And the relationship would pretty much just end at that point and there was no real further contact it was like they never existed I guess like it's quite a strange one but again because I do have favorite people but I don't have the level of intense attachment that maybe you would ordinarily expect to see with BPD it can be very difficult to explain the dynamic my FP is usually somebody that I'm in a really serious romantic relationship with they're usually male. Um, it's usually like a really intimate sexual relationship. Um, but then I did have one female friendship that would cross over into like a sexual relationship occasionally too. And I realized that she was my FP and it took me a while to like clue into that as well. And the dynamic was a little bit different, but what I realized was common regardless of like who my FP was was just like how much they dictated what I would do, how I would think, um, and how I felt about myself. And it's, you know, what I realize when, when an FP relationship is starting to build, there's a lot of intimacy and closeness. I start developing like an unconditional trust for this other person, regardless of whether or not they've demonstrated that they can be trusted. I develop a lot of intense emotions and really impulsive emotions around them. So I, I just feel a lot less regulated. I can just completely break down in a second based on something that they've said or a way that they've made me feel. And I can also do the opposite and completely like just become really joyous and ecstatic and euphoric in that relationship. So always really extreme emotions. And when I start seeing that rising um, in a relationship, you know, I might be more explosive um, I might have a lot more anger. I might have like really intense laughter and joy. Like all of my emotions are coming out really intensely. And um, what I've learned to do over time was to take space and distance. When I start feeling that intensity, um, when I see it rise in myself now, I kind of step away and step back and just give myself physical space and distance from the person. And then when I come back to that person a few days or weeks later, um, that intensity has subsided. When I look back on a lot of my FP relationships, one of the things that I I think justifiably feel a lot of guilt over is um, that I really disregarded the other people in my life as a result of my obsession with my favorite person. And I remember I was in a really destructive on again, off again relationship with my favorite person when I was in my very late teens and early 20s. And during one of our off periods, I kind of weaseled my way in to my ex's apartment by very intentionally forging a friendship with her roommate, who was not an idiot and did pick up on it. And I remember one day she was like, I feel like you're only friends with me so that there's a chance you'll see your ex. And I lied to her face. And I was like, no, I, you are, you're my priority. You're my friend. It was such a strained and uncomfortable moment. And I, that's one of the many instances that I feel a lot of guilt over because I just was in so much pain that other people 
didn't really matter. They were like the stepping stone for me to get to my favorite person. And that's, that's definitely not the only time that I've acted that way. And it's not like I didn't care about her at all, but it was definitely motivated from the get-go to have the opportunity to be around my ex. And I, uh, that's the part of the FP dynamic that for me, I think that that really defines what makes it unhealthy is the, is the going to any lengths to get something to be a certain way. Because I think now I have started to develop friendships with people where at first I think, oh gosh, am I developing an FP right now? Because I will get to a point when I get really close to someone where I start to feel very emotionally sensitive to the things that they say. And to me, that in the past, that only ever really happened with my favorite person. It took me a long time to realize that, oh no, I'm just actually being really connected with multiple friends. And because I actually care about them, I am hurt by what they say and do. And so like having a strong emotional reaction is not by itself the problem, but it's the being willing to do almost anything to deal with that emotion that makes it sort of the, to me anyway, the, the FP part, because it's, ah, like I just, think remembering that just makes me cringe because I'm I feel so horrible that I treated somebody that way and I think that's a common trait and theme that comes from a lot of pain right like when we talk about that BPD pain pain that's so 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 intense and you will do anything to like stop that pain or stop that abandonment or whatever it is that's that's going on that you're perceiving is going on inside of you like I, you know, likewise, I've been in situations where I would have done anything for my FP. I would have done anything for those relationships not to end, even when they should have. I would have done anything to keep them next to me, even when what we needed was space, but space felt like abandonment. And a lot of the time, my defining FP moments are those moments where I did do everything that I could to try to keep somebody near me. And often that was things like hurting myself, causing a scene, things that were really, really extreme, even though extreme reactions like hurting yourself or yelling in the streets or whatever it is usually pushes people away, you know, in my unregulated state, they were all it, they those seemed like the only things that I could do to keep somebody with me. See, I think for me, it's quite interesting because the pattern that my relationships with FPs follow means that when they do meet somebody else, it almost comes to a natural end because let's face it, what girl is going to want their partner to be friends with a girl who has an FP in that person so for me it's quite often been a clean break it's like okay this person's met somebody else I have disengaged they're no longer my favorite person like we'll go our go our separate ways and I can only think of maybe one or two instances where that's not been the case so I do feel quite fortunate in terms of the abandonment I've almost got there first because emotionally I've disengaged at the moment that they've started to forge a relationship with somebody else I'm curious to hear more about like your FPs being friendships. 
it's quite strange and it's something that I don't have really a concrete answer for. I think if I go back and look at the past, because I've always been an outsider, been considered quite strange, like whether or not that's associated with the STPD, I don't know. Um, but it was always the case when I was younger that I really struggled to make friends. Back then it was really difficult because I was so weird that anyone who spoke to me was guilty by association of also being weird. So if I had someone that was willing to put their neck on the line and say, I want a friendship with you, it was almost like I owed that person my gratitude because they wanted to invest their time with me and build that relationship. Under normal circumstances, I would have wanted to be friends with them, but because I was in that situation where I was so desperate for friendships, they became the centre of my universe because I almost didn't really have a choice about it. And I think that in my FP relationships, it's more that they've picked me than I've picked them, but then the emotional bond has grown from that because I've built almost a reliance upon that person in terms of my confidence and, yeah, identity, I guess, really. It is centred around that person, but then also that emotional bond is not as strong as what perhaps it would be if I was just dealing with BPD and not the STPD as well. So the disengagement from that person happens quite quickly it's almost like someone else comes along and I think okay that's it like they've had had their turn at being my FP that's it I will find a new FP whether that's happened immediately or slightly further down the line so yeah it's quite quite interesting like it's interesting to me to hear your stories because they're so far removed from what I experience hearing you speak though um I really resonate with like with the it's more them picking me than me picking them. And I think for me, it was it was less, you know, you're putting your neck on the line to be my friend. It was you're showing love to me and I'm so desperate for love. And you are like, I would end up in relationships with people, really intense relationships, like romantic relationships right away because they showed interest in me. And then my interest was different. It wasn't, it wasn't like I was kind of thinking about, okay, what are all the things that I need in a relationship? What makes for a good relationship? Compatibility, all that kind of stuff. It was like, this person shows interest in me. Oh my gosh, I need to be loved. And I'm so desperate for it that I'm going to stay in this a lot longer than I should. And I'm going to do less of the choosing and they've chosen me and now we're together forever. Um, when it has been like a serious romantic relationship they don't stop being my fp after the relationship ends and that's where some of the unhealthier obsessive (laughs) behaviors have come out in me in the past where i'm trying to get back with an ex i'm texting them i'm calling them i still feel like my existence depends on them and the lack of them in my life is is like a crumbling of my existence and so breakups have always been very prolonged very very messy Once I go through breakups and I have time for all of these feelings and emotions around the breakup to dissipate and I'm feeling like okay again after a breakup, um, I realize that a lot of what I rely on my FP for, I actually filter through a bunch of different relationships. A lot of like the needs that I put on my FP, I actually get from like five or six different friends and that's a little bit healthier and I think that's like what you know, community and friendships are supposed to be like, right? Different relationships serve different needs versus in an FP, we try to put all those needs in one person. 
Thank you everyone so much for watching. We hope you got a nugget of wisdom to take with you on your journey. Yes, unfortunately, this episode is a little bit shorter than we intended. We had some technical challenges and lost some of our footage. So not to worry, this is just a little intro to the favorite person. We'll be diving into this concept more fully in season four. So stay tuned for that. We're going to be on a little bit of a break while we get ready for that season, but we will be back in April. In the meantime, make sure to like, subscribe, and turn on your notifications so you do not miss a single update. Please consider supporting us on Patreon for cool behind the scenes and extras. You can also head over to our merch shop to snag yourself an awesome hoodie. And also follow us on Instagram. We post content five to six times a week on our Instagram account. We just hit 20K. So go check that out and we will see you again in season four. Till next time.